Okay, so the recording started, and um, as you know, uh, within the next few days or so, you'll be getting a uh, several links to today's uh, teleseminar recording. Uh, it's now available as a po- podcast on iTunes, also on SoundCloud, and then also on my website. On iTunes and on my website, you can download all three years of uh, my monthly teleseminars. Um, so looking to get our uh, teleseminars started for today, a couple of things. Um, I'm going to talk for about the first part of the teleseminar and then invite people who are, are here on the teleseminar to ask a question or share some insights they're having or share any thoughts they have about today's teleseminar. Uh, for you to do that, you need to press star two on uh, your uh, phone, uh, and that will show me that um, you you want to share. So we'll we'll come to that, and I'll again remind you how to do that um, after I presented some about today's topic. The other thing um, to stay tuned for today is. Um, I'm offering another year-long study, book study class on uh, Sydney Banks' The Missing Link. Each month we're going to take a chapter and read it together and share um, what we're realizing. This will be my third year, and I just wanted to inform you about how to uh, get the information about that. Okay, well, welcome to today. Um, this is one of my favorite uh, teleseminar topics, and it's the third year that I've uh, d- done the same topic in December of the year because of it being a holiday season and, uh, you know, keeping this holiday feeling that uh, most people get into at this time of the year all year round. <clears throat> so I love this uh, topic and uh, want to share some uh, of what I've noticed about the holiday feeling and then hear from you. So um, so I, I first heard uh, about keeping the holiday spirit all year round or the holiday feeling all year round in the early days of my understanding and sharing these principles. Um, I listened to a Sydney Banks recording and it was around uh, December of that year, probably around 1984 or 1985. And in it, he said that you can keep this holiday spirit all year round. And again, you know, as it has been for you probably, and and as for me, and, and listening to him, there are times when he shares something that really uh, touches a truth for me, something that I hadn't realized intellectually before, and all of a sudden it seemed so true. And when he said that on the tape, it hit me deeply uh, how this is true and um, how we reserve really living in these holiday feelings, maybe of generosity or gratitude uh, or compassion. Um and we kind of reserve living there uh, for the during the holiday time, you know. We are maybe give more for the less fortunate. 
as well as give to others we, we love and care about. Now, I'm not talking about the money part of it. I'm not talking about the frenzy to buy presents for everybody part of it. I'm talking about the feeling that usually comes with most people during this time of the year. And it's a time of the year for uh, for holiday feeling for all cultures. Every culture that I know of has a way of celebrating this in some form. Um, and 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 actually, before I heard that from Sydney Banks, I reserved uh, really living in the feelings of this uh, more deeply just for this time of the year. It seemed like it was an excuse, you know. I didn't think of it as an excuse, but now as I look at it, excuse me, it's kind of a giving permission to be more in the feeling than other times of the year, even though, you know, you have these feelings at other times of the year too. Now, what hit me were two things. And the, these um, uh, moments of insight uh, have evolved through the years. One is that, once again, Sydney Banks was pointing me to within. So since I had started to listen to him in person and on in some of the audio tapes that we had at the time, he was always pointing to you have it within you. So when he shared this, that woke up a little more that, wait a minute here, this feeling is in me. If I can have it all year round, then it's in me. And it is available all year round. That was the other piece that really hit me. The other piece I saw was how easy it was to um, think that there had to be occasions for that, for me to go within and find those feelings. And once again, um, when he shared that, what woke up in me was, wait a minute, I didn't have to wait for some kind of circumstance to come around in my life to have these feelings. So those are the two things that I saw about this that have continued to evolve. Um, these deeper feelings we are uh, of love and understanding that form into generosity and compassion and so forth, which I've talked about recently in some other teleseminars, are available all year round. You don't need it you don't have to wait till uh, the holiday time of year to to be generous, to be understanding of another person's plight in the world, uh, <clears throat> to be thankful for your life or what you are, or what you have. Now, it has evolved much more to the fact of awakening that um, we are these feelings when we talk about the spiritual principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, we mm -hmm. are those, and the spiritual energy uh, is is love and understanding. So I wanted to share that with all of you. Again, the, the awakening in me through an insight again, you know, something uh, awoke of this knowledge we have in our consciousness about the nature of life that I hadn't seen before that I didn't have to wait for a special time of the year to be in these wonderful feelings. Um, just feeling oneness with other people, being oneness with the, with the planet, being oneness with nature. 
I didn't have to wait for a time of the year to have those. They're because they are what I am. Uh, we are these deeper feelings all year round. So that was the first thing that woke up to me. The second thing, of course, is that I didn't have to uh, rely on circumstances to occur before I could have these feelings. And that's a big one for people. Michael Neal wrote a book about that, and it's become kind of a metaphor now, but we were talking about how uh, the feelings are within us and not really getting, uh, are not really being created from the outside early on in um, meeting Sidney Banks and being with him and listening to his tapes. So now it's kind of a metaphor, but you don't want it to be a metaphor. You don't want to just keep going around saying it's outside in because that makes it more, I don't know, an intellectual idea rather than this deep knowing that you have these feelings within you all year round. The other thing I wanted to share today has come up recently in my mentoring of other three principles practitioners who are catching on to the fact that it is about a feeling. But people are starting to talk about, you know, uh, noticing their feelings, being more aware of all of their feelings, um, accepting all of their feelings, living in all of their feelings. And that isn't what Sid's pointing to. Sid isn't pointing to the form of these feelings that really are a reaction to uh, what is created in your mind through the power of thought. So he's not talking about your everyday feelings. It's not at all what he means when he talks about listen for a feeling. And um, I think it's wonderful that people... Um, that I'm mentoring and coaching are waking up to looking for the feeling, but it isn't about um, becoming more aware of your own feelings um, or, um, I don't know, embracing your own personal feelings. It's it's something before that uh, is when um, um, you really have this somehow touch this deep level of consciousness that gives you a realization that brings with it um, this feeling of knowing, this feeling of um, oneness, this feeling of uh, truth, this feeling of well-being. I know I'm saying words, but uh, I want you to get to see that when Sidney talks about having the holiday feeling all year round. He's not talking about your particular feelings. He's talking about the feeling of being mind, um, the energy, the spiritual energy that forms in us um, in terms of a depth of love and understanding. It's that moment of uh, contentment or nothingness or... Um, Oneness. It's got a different character to it than you um, you embracing your own feelings. So, I mean, it's good that people start to see their feelings. And, uh, I mean, that's okay. You know, feelings are no big deal. They're, you know, they're made up already through the power of thought. So, the feelings 
people are talking to me about beginning to recognize and so forth are just a reaction to uh, thought, you know, operating within us. So it isn't about those particular feelings that Sidney Banks is pointing to or today's teleseminar is pointing to. It's moving deeper within uh, to kind of a, a, a feeling of just warmth or, I don't know, sa- a complete satisfaction or contentment. Uh, and, and again, when you touch that, it quickly forms into thoughts of generosity or gratitude, which bring feelings with it, right? Um, but we're, we're talking before the form of things where you just settle into um, being okay, uh, kind of going beyond yourself, not thinking so much about you, peace of mind. Um, now, again, it's so hard to describe this uh, consciousness, but that's what Sid's pointing to here. So it isn't about... Uh, it isn't about embracing your already created feelings. It's about the beautiful essence of what you truly are. I guess that's the best way to say it. It's really about waking up in another moment to the beautiful essence of you. And, um, of course, once you touch that, uh, it forms something, right? But... But but what Sid's talking about, being able to have this holiday feeling all year round, is the beautiful essence of you all year round. You could have it all year round. I mean, all these things we make up that keep us away from it, like, I don't know, uh, we make up uh, that we have to follow expectations. They're made up. We have to avoid failure. That's made up. So... He's bringing us back to this beautiful essence of our true nature. Now, all of these are words trying to describe something deeper than everyday feelings. But that doesn't mean um, there's anything wrong with living in generosity or wanting to give to someone you love or um, listening deeply to somebody you're in a love relationship with or having your heart go out to someone. It, it's not minimizing that. But today's teleseminar is to point you deeper than that, before that forms. And it really hit me that I can live before all of my thought-created feelings form all year round. Now, I don't. Um, uh I, I don't because I've got a, I live in this human form, you know, so I get bothered and so forth, right? But, uh, that, but when I heard that from Sid, it woke up the possibility of what I am and what I can live in that is already there, that doesn't need any particular circumstance uh, for it to appear, you see. That was the power of his words, really. And that's what to take from today's teleseminar. And and it's not so much that you try to live there. It's that you know it's possible. 
And how how that was so wonderful for me is that when the feeling showed up, I knew I was in the place I was supposed to be and was able to uh, keep myself there, you know. Um, I could be thankful that it showed up again. So it's it, it helped me kind of have a road sign, if you will, to navigate uh, through my day and um, know um, and to kind of highlight for myself the the essence feeling um, so that when it when I had the good fortune to uh, <clears throat> live in it again, I knew to stay there. Uh, I knew to live in that. I knew to follow the the joy, the the guidance in my thinking that that followed, like you know, hug my wife or my son or give to something in front of me or be kind. It was just the uh, immersion of the uh, essence feeling into some form because you can't help moving into form. So um, it is possible to live all year round, but in the human, uh, in our human condition, I I, I think that, uh, you know, you're not living all year round. You're not living every moment of your life in that. But to see the possibility for you to do that is what this was about. So when that woke up for me, I was just uh, so hopeful. And I was just back into, yeah, that's really how to live. See, that's really how to live, not reserve um, these beautiful feelings for one time of the year where you give yourself more time to live in those, more time to think of other people and maybe do something for them, more time for you to be more understanding for family, you know, that that kind of thing. But that it's possible at every moment to, um, to live in those feelings. Whenever you're around people you love or you're in your community, or you're beginning to share the principles with someone, it's always possible to um, live in those feelings and not wait for circumstances to form for you to um, to immerse yourself in these beautiful feelings. So this is really important in that uh, what the, the feeling shit keeps reminding us to listen for are not our feelings. It's about listening for the feeling of our true nature uh, showing up, I guess. I, you know, I, it isn't like any. there's anything I know about how it happens. It just comes to me, right? It probably just comes to you. But that's what he's talking about. And he's talking about the wisdom that lies in that deeper feeling um, being available to you. So I, I wanted to make that part of today's talk uh, something we look at together too because it's so easy to hear him say, well, listen for a feeling and you start looking at all of the feelings you get throughout your day. But he's not pointing to that. 
Uh, see, that's already uh, in form. He's pointing us back to the formless spiritual energy we all are and um, looking to that uh, essence feeling where in that moment your, your, uh, your thinking isn't around uh, and you're just deeply immersed in, in beautiful feelings, Be, uh, just a beautiful feeling. Um, and, and I wanted to make sure we could find some way to reflect on that together today because um, many times Sid looks like he's directing us to do something in, our, in the form of things, but he's really speaking to uh, waking up more of our spiritual nature, our true nature, um, our spiritual essence. He has been practical. Of course he's been practical. But when we look at the feeling that we could call the holiday feeling, where you're less inclined maybe uh, um, to, to live so much in judgmental thoughts or resentments or bother, uh, but more in the deeper feelings of love and understanding. Again, which is a little bit of a thought about these essence feeling, you know. Um, but you can't get away from it. Um, that you can see it's there for you. Um, you are there for you um, all the time. And that's why at times in some of his seminars he'll talk about it's love and understanding. Again, it's the deeper uh, essence feelings. Now, you could see it all around you, right? If you are in your community or in your particular culture during the holiday season, you can see extra efforts by people uh, to help others or to give to another person or to think of another person or to be thankful. Um, and that is the um, that is the form of of, of, of people uh, uh, allowing this deeper feeling of love to come forth. And what woke up for me in 1984 when I heard that Sid Banks tape is that, again, once again, I'm just repeating myself with you all. Um, I could do that. I could be there uh, at any time. Isn't that something? Uh, I didn't know that before. And that's the power of listening to a spiritual or a teacher that speaks spiritually when he's talking. Um, that's the power of that energy uh, you're listening to, to wake up that knowledge in you through insight and realization. No way that I knew that. I, Again, you know, <clears throat> if I've looked in my books that I read through graduate school and all my training to be a mental health professional, no one said that. You know, no one said that. And so uh, it, it's, it's beautiful to um, wake up to the essence that comes as knowledge that, again, once again, the realization it's possible uh, to live in these beautiful 
holiday feelings at any time. So I, I wanted to share that with you uh, again, as I have the last two Decembers on my teleseminars. Today, there's a little different slant on it. But um, uh, but again, it's become kind of a tradition to share with you. So I want to stop here and check in with the people who are on the call um, and hear if uh, there's anything you want to share about this um, or anything really coming to you in the last month um, that you'd like to share with us or any questions. Again, to do that, just hit star two on your telephone. So I'll give you a little time. I would love to hear from you. That's really the the purpose of the monthly teleseminars is also to hear from other people. Um, Okay. Here, Chris is here. Hi, Chris. Oh, hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Welcome. Great. Oh, thanks. Hey, once again, great topic. Um, I've enjoyed it the past couple of years that you've done it and uh, continue to get new insights um, every time you cover it. So um, so thanks for that. Oh, great. Um, the one thing – oh, yeah. So the one thing I wanted to touch on was, at least for, in my own life, um, what I've found that when I've gotten kind of glimpses of that feeling in a moment, whether it's been from a you know, maybe a thoughtful gift from a family member or a generous act from a stranger during the holiday season, um, I've noticed that, you know, I haven't, I wasn't trying to force it, right, or, or trying too hard. I think sometimes, you know, forcing that feeling of generosity and, and um, understanding can almost push it away. Um, so mm-hmm. I, and that connection with another person, you're kind of both feeling it in the same moment. Um, but I've, I've tended to think that a lot of people think that that's not possible to maintain that you know, all year round because you revert back to your normal thinking when in that moment it was kind of a, a, everyone I think has gotten glimpses of that in their life. It's just having that understanding that you could have it more in a prolonged fashion throughout the whole year. So um, I found as I've gotten a a deeper understanding of the principles that that has been possible because of the realization that it's thoughts that are controlling those feelings and not just um, some external you know, a situation or, or, or thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that that's well said. Um, I think that what I've noticed for me um, is that it's a constant evolution. Once you wake up uh, to uh, some insight about your true nature, this is kind of an insight that uh, you can have this deep feeling more uh, than you thought, you know, more than you thought. And uh, that, to me, is a beautiful realization to have that evolves because you start to see many, at least I started to see many things. One is that, oh, my goodness, it's so easy to get away from it with my own thinking, right? The way I use the power of thought is a way to say that. And, uh, and then, but also that, uh, once I, I started to know about that and, and realize that you can have it at any time, I looked for it. I started, once I recognized, oh my God, Mark, your, your thinking's going south, I would bring myself back to try to live in that feeling, you know, try to find that feeling. So, um, 
So it's a wonderful thing to wake up more consciousness within ourselves and see that it's beyond, that it's available beyond what we, how we think it is. The other thing I noticed, Chris, and, and everybody on the, on the line is that I've had some really um, wonderful uh, insights listening to Sydney Banks that um, um, I just couldn't live there, uh, but but I could um, begin to keep it as a as a kind of a place to keep my eye on. And um, the only reason I couldn't live there is because I I would live at a lower level of consciousness with my own thinking, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, as we all do in the human condition. So, um, but you just keep an eye on something that made sense to you, that woke up in you. And even though you may not be able to maintain it, which is not really uh, the purpose of the understanding of the principles, not really to maintain a level of consciousness, but really to know that, that the higher level of understanding you reach is possible, that you can keep an eye on it that you could try to come back to it when you might get caught up in your own thinking, which brings you to maybe a lower level. Yeah. So I, I um, think also if you have, yeah. I think also if you have more of an openness, just a general openness that you'll then see that more in others. Whereas if you're kind of closed off and, and kind of caught in your own thoughts all the time and don't have that openness then you'll never connect with that same feeling that maybe somebody else is having at the same moment. I see. What is the openness to somebody else? What's what, say a little more about that? Meaning like having it, having an an openness in yourself to, to 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 if you have more of an a kind of an open mindedness in general, I think then as you interact with others, if they have that same open mindedness, then you will get that feeling that you're you're talking about because you're both kind of connecting on that same level in a way. Where as if you're so caught in your own thoughts and your head's down, you're kind of missing that because you might interact with somebody and they have that openness, but you'll never see it or or connect with it. Oh yeah, I think that's beautiful, you know, because you can um if you uh um, if you can get a sense of a, of a bit of this theme uh, and so you're open, uh, when you see generosity from someone toward you, you see that they're in that feeling. You'll be open to their being. They're in that feeling. And when you see that, you're, you'll, you'll drop into that feeling and, and really in that moment touch the connection you are to other people because you're both mine. You're both that feeling. I mean, I've seen it so many times because uh, so many times through the years, you know, have learned more and more about how easily um, my thinking could uh, get in the way of that. You know, like, for example, um, uh, when my wife and I go up to San Francisco here, there's a, an area uh, called Union Square, which is, full of, you know, retail stores and restaurants and so forth. And and as we go into some of the retail stores, you know, they have a, they have a giving organization called St. Vincent de Paul. And therefore, they're a society for people who are, um, are, are not as well off as most people in, in the world. And they have a donation there. A guy is ringing a bell and you can give a donation. And 
I was surprised at times at how I could think about that person being there in a way that would annoy me. And yet, when you look at it as Chris is saying and you're open, uh, you can see that that person who's standing there reminding us of donations is is coming from that feeling. And they're coming from that feeling, volunteering their time uh, to ask for donations, which is not an easy thing to do um, because of wanting to express that feeling. And when you step with that openness, you feel the same generosity. You feel the connection. So there's many ways um, of when you're open to the feeling we're talking about in you, you see it in others. And when you see it in others' actions, you are connected. There's a beautiful thing. I think I shared it on um, a teleseminar a couple of months ago or whatever, but but um, um, Chip Chipman shared it um, uh, at the June school that they run. When I was there to, to make a presentation, I was in listening to him talk and he said that you know, uh, Chip was talking about feeling the love of the people he met uh, along his uh, his trip along the from the east coast to the west coast of Canada to Salt Spring Island when he was traveling one time and he was talking to Sid at Sid's house about how much he felt love and understanding with the people he met and Sid said, "Well, you know, you saw yourself." And I'm still reflecting on that, but what that means is I think what Chris is pointing to in that when you're in that feeling yourself, which is the openness, you see it in others' acts of generosity or others' acts of love. And what you're really connecting to is both of you being mind. Uh, So really, you're the same energy. Um, So... Uh, that's what you woke up in me, Chris, when you shared that, is um, the deeper essence of, geez, you know, just looking at an act of generosity in our physical forms, one person giving to to you or one person giving to me is in this depth of, um, of uh, essence. And if we're open, we connect there and we can feel it and... You can live there with that person. You could just be in there, in the in you know being thankful. So what comes for you may be a feeling of gratitude, but you're in the neutrality of your essence. See, in that deeper essence, there's no form. It's a neutrality of. We try to express it through these words, but in that moment there of openness, you feel what they're feeling. Thank you, Chris. Again, it's just great to have you on board and and listen to you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Anyone else want to share with us? Um, It's just, you know, we're just around the campfire sharing. (laughs) Really, I do love hearing from you, whatever your thoughts are, whether it's a question or... So there's someone else here. Um, 
I don't see the name, but it's North Hollywood, California. Hi, it's Rachel. How are you, Mark? Oh, hi, Rachel. I'm good. How are you? Happy holidays. Wonderful. Thank you for your talk. Um, I have a thought. It's something occurred to me yesterday, and I would love to get your input. Um, I was aware that I'm not in a good place because there was an opportunity for me to extend myself and, and do something nice. And the thought of contrary action came. And so I would love to hear you talk about contrary action in order to bring myself back into that wonderful feeling of, you know, that, that Sids is talking about. You mean um, by contrary action, you had an opportunity uh, to express a good feeling and you just uh, had some other uh, feelings about it. Well, I, I had the opportunity to do a good deed, and I, I yeah. didn't feel like doing that. And I was yeah. aware that I could do it anyways. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, I, I think that's just a good description of being human. Um, we're in the human condition, you know, and we're not always at a depth of... Um, the feeling we're talking about where we can summon um, a positive response. We're just not there. Um, but again, the only thing in the way is um, a thought, a thought we're having. Uh, you know, so being human means that we're at different levels of consciousness. We're at different levels of quality of thinking. Um, I'm just telling you my ideas about it. So, um, you know, uh, uh, we may see an opportunity to do a good deed and we'll think, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I did enough already. Um, oh, gee, I don't know if this person's worth it. Um, you, gosh, I'm so busy. So uh, being in the human condition, we think our way out of, uh, of uh, the call to do a good deed. And that's okay. See, there's no, you don't want to pass judgment on it. Um, but you just want to, again, come back to the understanding of the principles we've talked about in the teleseminars that the only thing in the way of expressing love and understanding through a good deed is thought. Now, now, the other piece is, um, through thought, it may not seem like we want to do that. And that's got to be okay with ourselves. Um, but what you want to recognize that the only thing in the way of expressing a, yourself through a good deed is the thinking you're in. And it's you don't want to judge that. You just want to see, okay, well, I was at that level of thinking. Um, and see what occurs to you from that. I mean, uh, like I was telling you, you know, um, I see that in myself too. There are times I want to, like, you know, when I'm out um, in, you know, going into these retail stores and that volunteer person, there are times I want to give something to it and there are times I don't. And um, there are times I walk by it. 
But I'm walking by it because of the thinking I'm in. Um, so that's all. Uh, that's all that gets in our way. Um, and again, you know, um, when we see that, again, it, it calls for a reflection on, you know, was that a wise thing for me to do, not to do that? Or, you know, um, can I learn from this? So, uh, you know, and again, our level of consciousness, our level of understanding uh, kind of dictates how we are when we look at the possibility of a good deed. People in low levels of consciousness who are very, very anxious or depressed don't think about giving, you know, even though a good, uh, the, the chance for a good deed expresses itself. So that's all you want to see. Um, um, you know, and and also you want to see that there are times when it may look like you could do a good deed, and it just doesn't. It's just not in your what, what people might say your bailiwick. It's just not something that looks right to you in that moment. Like for example, I think we could do a good deed every day. I don't know that. Um, that would be something appropriate for us. However, um, we can live in that feeling more and see what that, where that directs us. So maybe we do, um, maybe we're generous um, through a program we develop. And because we're developing a program, we just can't be generous 24-7. So one of the downsides here about, I'm not, again, I'm not talking about the spiritual essence of the feeling, but I'm talking about holding yourself um, to a level of what we think being in this good feeling means. So there was a time when I thought it meant, you know, being uh, being generous all the time. And I realized that some of that was just coming from expectations, that there are sometimes I don't want to be generous. And um, I had to allow for uh, for myself to know that so that I didn't misinterpret what it meant uh, to have to be a part of this spiritual essence, this feeling. Because, you know, there's no way you can be um, doing good deeds 24-7. You're just not available at that time. Anyhow, I, t- I rambled on. I hope you didn't mind that. No, no. Did that make sense? It does. It's just that my, what I was, trying to point to is the question of, of like moving into the, the feeling by doing something that you know is a good thing to do even though you don't feel like doing it and, and so moving back into that wonderful land of of all is well Which well you want to be you, I, I don't know if that's that? a good idea or they're just forcing it it's kind of like that we yeah, could... I, yeah, I think you're wise there. I think that's forcing it. Okay. See, I, I don't think this is about forcing it. 
I think it's about like um, staying open, like using the words that Chris said. Just stay open to the feeling coming back at some point. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, because it, it, this isn't about a technique to get to a good feeling. Uh, um, is, that's very important, and I'm glad you saw it. It isn't forcing yourself to get anywhere. It's accepting where you are in, in this moment. It's not looking at anywhere you are in this moment as right or wrong. That's the beauty of these principles. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, oh, my goodness, you know, I'd love to have that feeling more. So you keep an eye on that. You could say that. But when you start to look at, why don't I do this to get that? That's not about this understanding. It's it's more about just be yourself and the feeling will come back. Now, if you forced yourself to do a good deed and you started to do a good deed, um, my guess is your thinking has already changed because you're doing a good deed, you know. But you don't want to go about this understanding of the principle that way. If you've lost a good feeling, so be it. Uh, It'll come back if you just stay open to that's your true essence. Like, don't, um, I'm, I'm kind of going beyond what you were saying, okay, Rachel, but, but, but don't hold yourself to, uh, keep thinking you've got to be a certain way. Um, you, you know, um, because there's no way we can control, uh, what thoughts come our way, what level of consciousness we're in. And so, um, the more we could just be, Sid always said, just live. Um, And the more you could do that hands-off thinking about yourself, like I said during the comparisons teleseminar, the feeling will come back. You know, there's no way we're going to live at some level of consciousness. We just don't because we're still in a human form. And uh, not only that, but Sid said there are infinite levels of consciousness so my goodness you know if there are infinite levels you're always going to be changing um, so that's the thing and I'm glad you you caught it Rachel because you saw something and that's going to help you you don't want to force yourself into another level of consciousness um, it won't work take it from me you know I used to teach that a lot in my early days um, in training and so forth as a psychologist. Um, I used to give people things to do to change the way they were thinking. And um, and I learned, from, what I learned from that is people are excited to try something new, but my goodness, they don't maintain it unless they they get a, they get some insight. So, uh, so I'm glad you caught on to that, Rachel, as you, as you looked at that. Um, so if you just be, uh, y- yourself, the feeling will come back. Thank you. And then, yeah, okay. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else, uh, want to share at all? Just press star two. Anybody have any questions or 
anything um, they want to uh, to say? Well, I just love everybody on the call, and not all of you are uh, connected to the call via a telephone, so you may want to have something to say and, and won't be able to do so given um, what you're on, but um, be able to let me know you, you want something, you have something that you'd like to say. But I just love what we can get to when a few of you have shared. And uh, again, to just keep in mind that that um, this month, through all of the cultures in the world, there's opportunity to celebrate more the wonderful feelings that we are uh connected to one another and being with each other and just keep in mind that those feelings are really coming from a deeper essence that is a formless feeling of well-being or okayness or contentment and that you um have you are those um feelings all, all year round. That's what you are spiritually. And uh, not your individual feelings, but where the, they come from. And, um, and you just keep that in mind. And you live your day and um, you keep an eye to those feelings. And it'll come in and relax your mind. And when it, your mind relaxes, you're in those feelings again. I really want to thank all of you for being on the call. I want to share a couple of things. One is, I, in January, I am again offering my uh, Missing Link book club that meets once a month, and we meet together um, online, and we talk about a chapter in the Missing Link, which is the most spiritual of Sid's writings, and share what they mean to us and it's just been a beautiful time and so much so that I've, I'm offering it for a third year. If you'd like information about that, email me at Dr. Mark Howard, D-R-M-A-R-K-H-O-W-A-R-D, Dr. Mark Howard, at Comcast.net, C-O-M-C-A-S-T.net and I'll send you the information about it. Once again, in a few days or so, you'll be receiving links to uh, listen to uh, this teleseminar. And uh, I'm just so happy that this year we got it up on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. And you always have the option to go to my website and listen to all of the teleseminars, download them as well. So I want to wish you all a, a wonderful holiday season and a new year as we come into uh, 2018. And um, we'll all be together again in the new year in January for that teleseminar. Um, thank you all for being here. Uh, we have a nice group of people together here. And um, enjoy the rest of your, your, your month. All right then. 
talk with you next year. Have a good one. Bye, everyone.